I am your amazing host, Stephen Morris, and this is the Renowned Leadership Podcast. I am so glad um, to have you all here today. I got a great guest lined up for you all today. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to take a minute to take you on a little ride with me because Renowned is going through a major overhaul right now. And we're still focusing real heavy on leadership and professional development. However, um, we're also branching off some and really focusing in and diving in on the personal development side. And we really want to uh, help our clients identify their purpose so that they can live a more fulfilled uh, and just joyful life. Um, and I've learned from my own experience whenever I was leaving the army, um, took me three and a half years of, you know, battling depression and and anxiety and everything. And I, I realize now looking back that it was because I totally lost my, my sense of purpose. And it took me three and a half years to get it back and, and get back to where I should be. So I don't want you guys to go through that. I don't want my clients to go through that. So that that's why we're kind of branching off and we're, 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 we're doing this as well. Um, we're focusing real heavy on goal setting. We got some amazing systems. We have a brand new renowned uh, coaching system that, that gives you real-time analytics that, that we can see and manipulate so that you can ensure that you, you're getting the best coaching experience possible. I would love to let you tour the system and mess with it and just see what all it can do for you. So head over to renownedleadership.com and click the book a call button. Uh, it's in the top right hand corner of the screen. You get to come uh, talk to me for free. You get to check out the new system and see what all it can do, see how powerful it truly is. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Our special guest today is an is a inspiration to say the least. His name is Sam Mitchell. And Sam, uh, just uh, I don't want to spoil the, the entire podcast, but Sam uh, has autism. He has what he calls a high functioning autism, um, but he, he doesn't let it, let that stop him. He is an entrepreneur. He has a successful business. He's also the host of a very successful podcast called Autism Rocks, where he's interviewed movie stars and WWE wrestlers and just all kinds of, of big personalities. He's an awesome guy. He's an inspiration and it's really fun to talk to him. And it was a real honor. So uh, I can't wait for you guys to get to hear uh, Sam and his message. So without further ado, uh, here's Sam Mitchell, everybody. Here we go. Sam Mitchell, it is an honor to have you here uh, with us today. I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation because this is a conversation that not a lot of people have. Um, I, I think people feel awkward or scared to have convers- the conversation we're about to have. Um, but before we get into that, uh, just go ahead and introduce yourself, Sam, and t- tell the world what you're doing and why this is an awkward conversation for some people. Okay, well, hello, everyone. My name is Sam Mitchell. I run the podcast Autism Rocks and Rolls, and it is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I ran since October 2019. Some of my biggest guests I've had are Dr. Grandin and Mick Foley, along with many other amazing guests. I've also got to do things because it's grown so much into a nonprofit with sponsors, a board of eight local events in Indiana, which is where we are both from, actually, and speaking engagements. I've spoken in Oklahoma, Orlando, and Canada, and Washington, D.C., and Stewart, Florida. But through the speaking, I also got to do some ambassadors. So I'm also an ambassador for the, for the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation and Make a Film Foundation, which is basically Make a Wish, but with movies. That That's cool. I've never actually heard of that one. So, oh, they're, um, they're cool. Yeah, I love the movies. Yeah. You should, they're, they're really like high quality tech movies, I call them. Nice. That, that, that is really cool. And have you got to meet Doug Flutie? Uh, not yet, no. Not not yet. Uh, Doug Flutie's a cool dude. Um, that that should definitely be on your bucket list. He's a real cool dude. So no, that's awesome though. So, um, obviously you're autistic. Um, w- my first question is th- there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to autism. 
um as far as severity can you can you talk a little bit about um the different types of autism and uh the different severity uh that comes with it yeah there's lots of levels so i mean you have i mean the low functioning which is the basically have the mind of a three-year-old the high functioning which is my base mind which is basically you wouldn't know unless you lived with me and then the middle functioning, which is they're in the middle ground. Maybe they have the mind of an eight-year-old. And I personally hate the word functioning because I think it's too harsh because, yeah, on a term level, they might be having the mind of a three-year-old. But I think we do need a term. So I believe in using the mind of this age because they might, in general, have the mind of this age when brushing their teeth. But who says they can't turn their age when they're playing the piano? Right, right. And that with with autism a lot of times um correct me if i'm wrong because i don't know um i'm i'm learning here from you so a lot of times you know you may not you know be able to tie your shoes or do things you know cook a dinner but when it comes to math or science or something specific like you said playing the piano the they're basically a savant yeah well luckily i can tie my shoes just not the best but it's, you know, manageable. You're right about cooking, though. I have not cooked the dinner yet, and I probably don't plan to because I'm afraid I'll burn the house down. So that might not be on the bucket list. However, I will say with math, that's the polar opposite. It's not math and science. It's English and social studies for me. Really? So you, you like history type social studies or? Yeah, not world history. I like studying the world, but U.S. history, maybe the Industrial Revolution. Uh, that's cool stuff i am very uh, i'm a, i'm a pretty big history buff i i love i love history so so tell me sam as someone with autism uh how how scary was it for you to to put yourself out in the world um you know starting your your podcast your nonprofits. uh how, how scary was that for for you did did that really cross your mind or is that something that you're just like, yeah, whatever? Yeah, it was more of a whatever because it was more for me, to be honest with you. I finally had an opportunity to share stories, which is something I've always wanted to do, my stories. And the stories where you had to be there, understand it, or you might take for granted. So it was mainly for me, but it was helping out the world. And the goal was to help that one person. If I got a few hits and downloads there, whoop de doo I was totally fine with that. But it changed, and I was shocked when I started getting big hits, like over 100 hits, over 200 hits sometimes. I mean, it was very surprising, but I'm very happy that I got to do it. I'm very grateful for where I'm at today, but it's still a surprise some days. I still pinch myself. I'm like, am I in a dream? Right. I, I totally get that. And like you said, you know, is, I, I'm I'm the same way with my company. My my goal isn't necessarily to make money. Um, obviously, I have to pay my bills, but my, my goal is just to help that one person. And if I can just help one person, it is it's worth it, you know, just just to change someone's life for the for the better. So I, I commend you for that. What what are what is what are some of the stigmas that come with autism that, that you're trying to break down? That we can't do anything that were bedridden, that the low that those on the lower end have nothing to offer, which is BS, because I don't care your functioning level. I think there's something you can do. I mean, I have a buddy right now who is pretty middle of the road, I would say. But just because he does that, he's actually a director for an amazing choir that also has special needs. Right. So I, I, I get what you're saying. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, and, and I'm being as transparent as possible here and <laughs> honestly, very vulnerable um, for, for me, I, like I was nervous about this podcast because uh, it, it's not knowing, like you said, not knowing your functioning level or, you know, fortunately, you can carry on a conversation very well. Um, 
but you, you may not be and I, you know that that's kind of scary for for a podcaster but I, I feel like when people get around um people with autism that they, they kind of clam up because they're scared or because they don't know what to say they don't want to offend or hurt feelings or do, do you feel do you kind of feel that way sometimes like people just are awkward around you yeah there are cases like that but i can actually understand that i mean yeah we are socially awkward to a point i mean i can conversation like right now pretty good but there are moments so where i will just fluke change the topic just like that and not mean to i mean right now and it was bad it used to be pretty bad when i was younger granted we're talking about leadership in the autism field right now if I was eight, I would probably shift the conversation somehow to saying, hey, sausage pizza, sausage pizza is the best with jalapenos on, which I do believe. But you get the serious side of it. I'm trying to say, hey, we got to stick on topic here, not talk about pizza. Right. So, I mean, so so it's not offensive to you, to you then that the people feel a little awkward sometimes. No, not not really. I mean, it's frustrating. But mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to change society's view. Right. I can't change what society already has brung us, clearly, but I can change the view of others. So so what advice would you have for individuals uh, who have autism, who are struggling to, to find their place in the world? What, what would you tell them? Well, I mean, I've always heard that, but just give it time. You're going to find your, I always, I asked that on my episode too. So my advice though, I always say is just give it time. I mean, you'll find your place. You'll find your group. I found my life. I found podcasting and I'm using that to help out. I mean, now I got buddies. I got a well-respected house. I got luxuries. I'm so thankful for. And I wasn't like that always. I mean, I wasn't the confident kid. I was, I was going to be the kid playing video games in the basement. Because that's what mm -hmm. kind of gave me purpose or professional wrestling on the bed at, at the young age, because that's <laughs> what gave me purpose. So I'm saying whatever the purpose is, do it. I think if it is kind of quirky or a little odd, who cares? It gives you purpose. That's all that matters. You kind of have to look out for yourself in that particular case. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not just, for people with autism that's that's for everybody in general that message like you you could you could probably give a couple of keynotes on on that just to everybody because i feel like in the world today we're all all trying to be that social media influencer uh the you know be like the kardashians or whatever whenever the world doesn't need more of that it, it needs us to just be who we are be our authentic selves so that that's great advice so you, you, like you just said in the very beginning you've had some uh pretty pretty amazing people on your podcast what are some of the challenges and stereotypes um that the, the, they are in, in particular want, want to help uh overcome when it comes to autism well some are well i like to keep it very inclusive so some are on the spectrum Clearly, I mean, one dropped out today with, um, I'll just promote him a little bit. Why not? Well, promote a while back, though, because this is going to air out late August. But Ryan Steiner, um, he's on the spectrum as well. But he actually, what if I told you that this man is an ultra marathon runner, a husband, and a dad, and his daughter has special needs, which is autism and cerebral palsy. So mm. that that's making something right there. But my point here is that it's all inclusive so autism the blind the deaf the fact that this person is one of the kindest people alive i mean that's one but one of my favorite types of episodes i like to do is um those who what i call success and all so that means gain the mail and owning a limo to me equal each other out because that's still successful but it's also with your physical looks because I have one guest who was tattooed from head to toe. And if you look at him, you think he is the most dangerous person alive. Eh, wrong. Talk to him again. Nicest person you'll ever meet. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so, so to that point, then 
what would you like to see the world do to make a more um what's what's the word i want to use uh neurodiverse uh uh support system for individuals with autism or like like you said even the blind or the deaf like in your view how can the world uh, make it a better uh, living experience for them quit labeling autism to the fullest extent so i'm not saying don't run away from autism that's who you are it's a part of your identity i would never dismantle the autism but that shouldn't be the whole ride the part of the ride needs to be autism granted but there's more i happen to be autism happen to be on the spectrum great but i'm also a podcaster a guy who likes the great outdoors a guy who likes buffalo wings i mean there's more to it than just autism or blind and a story right right so how does your podcast uh well actually i don't i don't want to say your podcast <clears throat> your work in general because i know uh people on the spectrums a lot of well i don't want to say all but a lot of times people on the spectrum struggle with mental health um what kind of work are you doing towards that oh you're right on that i do have some mental health issues mainly anxiety and depression so that's one but with mental health i love working in the mental health field i mean going on a lot of mental health podcasts and autism whether people want to admit it is a part of the mental health field so doing that but what i do to promote mental health is just hop along collaborate with others i mean one example is this kind of a cheesy one but I have a cup right now where I get my coffee sometimes and it says Center for Suicide Awareness. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big believer in suicide advocate, body image advocate, disability advocate, mental health advocate. I mean, there's more than just autism with me. Now, some are just, and I don't think that's fair because there's a whole other population with autism and mental health. So I'd like to support both. But just getting involved with other mental health fields as much as I can. Right, right. And do you, is depression, anxiety, things like that, is that the most common uh, issues, mental health issues people with autism or people on the spectrum are going to, to face or are there others? There's others. I mean, when I would say there's autism, there's going to come something else. So autism came with me, but it also came with ADHD peanut right. allergy sleep apnea so that's me however another person might have autism and epilepsy autism and depression autism and anxiety so your autism is the main meal but you're going to have some fries with it typically now not all the time but sometimes mm -hmm. and yeah. mostly it and mostly it does so if you get diagnosed just gonna let you know there might be something coming else with it but hey, who the heck cares? I mean, seriously. I mean, there's successful ways around ADHD, cerebral palsy. I mean, there's still options out there. Right. Absolutely. And I agree with you completely. Um, one, one of my big, big mantras in life is, you know, you, you do you, I'll do me. Uh, you know, let, let's, I feel like people are too worried about what the other person is doing, you know, just, just let them live their life. And, and I, I support that completely. Um, yeah, I did, so, I did podcasting and that was for me. It wasn't for anyone else, really. I mean, it was for people to an extent, but it was mainly for me. Right, right. And, and so uh, actually that segues great into my next question then. What drove you to become an entrepreneur? Well, did uh, your autism have any factor into that where did, did that deter you did that encourage you well i think i've always had that entrepreneur happy go-getter mind of selling lemonade and selling pens at school events i always enjoyed that so i've always had the promoting and eventful voice one of my favorite things to do literally with the business is go around town big towns like indy bloomington populated areas and pass out stuff for our booth or maybe it's going to be a vendor for somewhere i mean i love doing that i think it comes from that business mindset of trying to sell you something so I guess that's entrepreneur came from that too but 
entrepreneur autism podcast wise with the rocks and rolls, it kind of came naturally because it just kind of grew unexpectedly. And we took it from where it was going. So instead of finding the growth, we kind of embraced the growth. Right. So how do you balance? Um, cause, cause I mean, being an entrepreneur, um, being a podcaster, um, especially, you know, working with nonprofits, like that's all pretty stressful stuff. How do you balance, you know, your autism, your mental health and all this stuff? Cause I don't, I don't mean to be crass or sound uh, rude or anything, but to me, like, um, it, it seems like you'd be more susceptible maybe to. No, 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 you're an hundred percent wrong. I am not offended at all. So do not get that out of, don't get that picture, but you're absolutely right. There have been points where it's been extensive. It's like, guys, I cannot do this today. And I wonder how I'm going to get through the day some days, but. My thing is, is I have to do it right now. I have a whiteboard where I have di divided my life into the parts of it. Some are academic because I'm in college too. Some are my social and I have to divide it. And no matter what, I get it done. I don't care if it costs me midnight or if I get sleep deprivation, I'm finishing that day. Right. So, so you just, you're very intentional with your time. To, and do you do you like set aside like you time like mental health time, relax time just to let oh, your batteries? Oh yeah, charge? oh yeah, hands down. I mean, right after this, probably I'm going to my neighbor's pool and then probably, you know, I like taking walks in the summer. I mean, I'm a big summer guy, so a lot of more work gets done in the winter than the summer because summertime I'm always outside, in the nature's gifts. I mean, love nature since i was a kid outdoors the way to go i think some days i could live in the woods if it was summertime so i think it comes from that but i think yeah i do set time though to myself where i had to do something I me mean, a lot of times my favorite thing to do by myself to either recharge or for the mental health field is put on music rock and roll music like elvis nirvana acdc you name it we do it <laughs> I'm a big music guy myself. I I love music. Um, so, so do you, this this is kind of a personal question, and if you don't want to answer it, just tell me to shut up. You don't want to answer it. Do you live by yourself? Shut up, you, I don't want to answer it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> What's the question, buddy? The do, do you live by yourself? Uh, no, I live with my parents. I am in college right now, so I'm on summer break. But I will tell you in a couple. A month, two big things are happening. Um, one is I'm transferring to another college, which is an hour away for me for broadcasting. I figured why not start what I'm doing a little earlier and continue my media knowledge. Second, though, kind of a good promotion to promote this event coming up, if I may, is on August 5th, I'm having what I call a summer fest where we're going to have a Kona shaped ice coming out, a little cornhole game. Um, a prize wheel and an adult scavenger hunt. But the main attraction is live music with the all access band, which is a local band in Bloomington. And you're from Indy. So you might know him. Indianapolis is own Duke tomato. Yeah, I know. I know of Duke tomato. Yeah. And, and um, after this airs, if you give me your um, uh, address, which I think I do have, um, I can give you the information and I can, um, Send you maybe some couple tickets. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Or um, or um, maybe you might you might have to buy you might have to buy them, but we can work it out. I mean, I could tell you what to do. I mean, I'll ask my manager. Hey, I got this guy. He's interested in coming. What does he need to do? Right, right on, right on. Yeah, definitely. I'll be happy to support that. Make sure you give me yeah. the information, email it to me, so I I can promote it yeah. as well. Yeah. So oh, I mean, one more thing too. With, with the summer fest, we're having a poker run, a motorcycle poker run in the morning. I forgot to mention that. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I don't ride motorcycles. Um, I'm not scared of them. And so I I, I feel like I, I would just kill myself on a motorcycle. So yeah. I'm, I would love to have a motorcycle, but I feel like it would be stupid for me to get one. So the reason I ask if you live by yourself is because um, the, the question I wanted to ask, did you feel like your parents uh, overprotect uh, you because of your you being on this spectrum or do are they like hey these are your dreams go chase them go do it 
Well, when it comes to life skills and stuff, yeah, I would say it can be a little bit of a naggy feeling. But as far as like doing your own thing with uh, your dreams and all what you said, yeah, they're pretty open. I mean, I think it kind of came from down the family tree. The way that my mother and father was raised almost was you can do what you want to an extent, but there will be consequences if you do something really idiotic or illegal, such as robbing a bank. Right. Of course. Which I, I don't think you're going to do anytime soon. But so, so uh, they support uh, your entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey then wholeheartedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To an extent, they love it, man. I think that we maybe they don't agree on how it goes some days, but at the end of the day, they support it. I mean, you know, they're different mindsets, clearly. I mean, but they still support it, period. Uh, that's awesome. And so what what advice would you have for parents then that have uh, kids on the spectrum that are wanting to do kind of kind of what you're doing, but they're they're scared to let them go out into the world? Well, I mean, they have to let them fly the nest. I don't care how much their functioning level is. It needs they need to fly. If they need sources, they need sources. And the world we live in today, and thankfully, it is the year 2023 and not 1950. Because if it was 1950s, you're right. There would not be enough sources, and I would be a concerned parent if it was 1950. But since we're in the year 2023 and people have kind of grown up, and while I don't believe we're accepting, we are aware, so I will cut some slack there. There's still sources. There's ABA therapy which I'm not saying I don't agree with, but I also do I also don't do agree with. I'm a mixed on that, but ABA has helped a lot of people. And if it helps, hey, it helps. There's, let's see, what else there is? There's Taekwondo. I mean, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. That's been something that's helped me a lot. There's a lot of peaceful activities that people can do. And if it's their special interest, tap into it. Example, what if someone on the spectrum loves to fish Next thing you know, they're probably the best fishermen out there. Right. Right. Well, and there are uh, professional athletes that, that are on the spectrum, right? Yeah, I know Armani Williams. He's a guest I had a long time ago, but he's a motor speedway racer. And because of autism, he feels so hyper-focused that he actually is in the seatbelt and wins races because of autism. So... If you're thinking autism is a bad tool to use, and try again. I think there's a lot of ideas you're missing with it because right now with me and broadcasting and podcasting, heck, I can think of a lot of good TV and movie shows. Not TV and movie shows, sorry. TV shows and much more podcast episodes that are going to lead to great viewers. Right, absolutely. And I'm with you full 100% um, because I have ADHD. I have ADHD really, really bad. Um, to the point, like I see fake squirrels all the time and I usually end up chasing them. Um, but you know, my mom, whenever, whenever I was diagnosed, I would think I was in the seventh grade uh, when I was diagnosed with ADHD. And of course they wanted to put me on medication. My mom wouldn't let them do it. And she, she said, I had to learn how to function in the world with ADHD and, and learn to be productive and ultimately what happened is it was hard um to to make it to where i am today and there are still days that are hard to, to function but you know I, I look at adhd now as my superpower it's not it's not a hindrance anymore it's not a diagnosis it's not a, a, a something that's wrong with me and it's actually the way i view it is the exact opposite it's something that it's a gift uh, now that I've learned how to use it to to my advantage, so I think what you're that that speaks the same to what you're talking about is rather than look at autism as something being wrong with you, uh, it's actually kind of a superpower you have once you learn how to focus it and really aim it towards your goal and what you want to achieve. I 100% agree with you on that, man. I mean, I would never have dreamt in a million years I would have wrestled wrestle commentator do some wrestling commentating for a local wrestling show. It's always been a dream to do WWE, but I've always been kind of thankful on, okay, if I can get there, I don't care what the circumstances are. Okay, for example, if my dream was to be at the Victory Field 
all right, you know what? I'm there. Give me the worst seat possible, but I'm there. That's enough for me. So because of that, though, I got to do wrestling commentating. It was a local wrestling show. But you know what? I was there still with the headphones. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool. So I guess to give some leadership advice is whether you're on the spectrum or not, take what you can get or give in a little bit, too. I mean, if it is a dream, the best dreams are probably general dreams, in my opinion. Where okay, commentate for wrestling show. All right, you know what? It might be a small one, but hey, you still got the headphones on. Right. Absolutely. But I mean, I, I don't. I just don't want to let this opportunity to pass to to pass. You know, because I, I feel like this world is so judgmental. Um. Oh, you have ADHD. You have ADD. You have autism, you're on the spectrum. Um, and I'm not by no means comparing myself to someone with autism. I, I, that's a struggle all in, a, in and of itself. But I mean, the, the world looks at things like or, or PTSD. That, that's another one. Um, I'm a soldier. I've been to combat many a times. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, I have PTSD. A bunch, all my friends have PTSD. Um, but ultimately, you know, what? it's not bad. It's not wrong. We just have to learn to focus it. We have to learn to, to make it a superpower rather than a hindrance. And so go ahead. Well, I was going to say, first of all, thank you for your service. That really appreciate that, man. I mean, appreciate going to battle for our country. Really do a lot. I know you get that a lot, but I really sincerely do appreciate it. Um, Thank you. But second, your buddies, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's probably some challenges with PTSD. I mean, I know one person who had PTSD a long time ago. He sadly passed away. He was our uh, neighbor. Not, he didn't live far too down the road. But every time he would hear, like, a gunshot, he would have to, like, put his head down because it, it was really loud and just, you know, drink that thought of being in the war again. But that point is, who cares if you have to put your head down? Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, with a lot of my colleagues, it's become a joke because I'm the exact same way. Anytime something loud happens, I duck or I jump because I'm ready to run and seek cover because I feel like I'm being shot at again. And, you know, it's turned into a joke, which um, a lot of people are like, oh, that's 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 not funny, you know, but it is kind of funny and it's humor to them. It makes them laugh which opens the door for me to influence their lives and lead their lives because, you know, it breaks down barriers for us. So, you know, again, that that's just like while we're talking about that, that's a superpower, right? I could be offended by the fact they think my PTSD is funny, or I could choose to leverage it and use it to influence their lives and help them in some sort of way. Gotcha. I, and I agree too, man. I mean, whew, I've seen a lot of people with PTSD and it gets the best out of them, but I'm thankful that you're here today and I really am. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So, um, are you, you, what are your, your next level dreams and aspirations? So you've done, you've done your, uh, uh, W or wrestling commentating. You, you got your company, you got your podcast that's booming. Well, what's what's next for, for you? Well, I mean, the event, clearly, which after this interview is over, I will definitely see if I can bring my manager aboard and tell her tell or tell you how to get the tickets. So that's one thing I'll do for you. But uh, something else that's coming up is I'm transferring to college for broadcasting more, hopefully to expand and maybe create, create more projects. That'd be awesome. And... I might have some school convocations coming up because I do speak to schools about bullying, accepting those for who they are. And that's all ages too, elementary, middle, high. I mean, that's pretty fun to do. I definitely enjoy it. And it's definitely a great time as well to spread a message, but we also have fun. I definitely believe in making your job fun because a lot of motivational speakers you just want to sit there and hear them. That's not what they want. I think you want to sit in here, but you got to do something fun with it. Otherwise, I'm going to leave. <laughs> right. That's awesome. So uh, have you done, you've done a TED Talk, have you not? Yeah. 
Yep, 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 yep. Talk to me about your TED Talk. What was that like? Um, well, I got nominated a couple times, and I was very thankful for that. I don't know who did, but I'm still thankful for whoever did, so shout out to whoever did. But um, the TED Talk was virtual because of COVID, and that was, not the, again, not ideal, but again, it was a TED Talk, so who cared? So my <laughs> topic, though, was called Soul Structure. So a while back ago, a long time ago, I think I was in school when I did this episode. I did an episode on pinball because I wanted to do something out of the box and compare something to autism or one of my special interests, which pinball happens to be one of them. And I just went more in depth with that episode. That, that, that's awesome. So well, what was the process like uh, for for getting, because obviously you had to be nominated, which you did. And then um, like from there, what happened? Um, well, I got nominated, got to meet the lady, loved who I was, loved my story, and she liked it so much that they decided to let me do a TED Talk. Okay. So it was pretty easy then once you got the nomination. It was just easy. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That's the hard part, though, is getting nominated. I mean, you got to have right. a pretty darn incredible story to get right. nominated. That, that that's so cool ted talk uh, doing a ted talk is definitely on my bucket list that's something i want to do um and, and I, i'll be crazy excited when i finally get to do it i love to public speak um like you so uh business wise uh what are what are you what do you want out of your business what what is your ultimate goal well we had a board retreat actually just a long time ago and we're hoping to expand the podcast more Definitely keep doing a couple of events and the speaking engagements, but we want to be big in the media realm. I think we can get there, but it takes time. And I think that's our ultimate goal. Right. When, when it comes to your podcasting, where do you find um, the belief in yourself? Because that ultimately that's what it comes down to is um, when I, you know, if you listen to my very first podcast, it's horrible. It, it, it sucks. Um uh, I've actually taken it down a few times, but I, I get told to put it back up um, just because it's so embarrassing for me to people to hear how horrible I, I was. And I'm still not great, but I, I'm getting better. I'm learning. But I had to learn that that I the belief in yourself is so paramount when it comes to being in media, because if you if you don't believe in yourself, it, it really shows uh, so uh, what do you do to to fuel the fire of that belief in yourself to to make sure your message is coming across correctly and resonating with your audience well the idea that i have when it comes to the bringing my message across is i gotta make sure that it aligns clearly but it also really just thankfully is very prevalent i think also when i started timing was kind of changing the autism field so it was kind of the right place right time because the, the numbers went from one in 36 now one in 29 or the number is something like that so it's very perfect timing and i think just by luck it kind of grew as well i think there's a little luck involved so that's that as well but i also believe to make it grow you you can't do you gotta do more than just the podcast i mean you need to have services need to have a event planning i mean speaking agency i mean you got to do something else other than the podcast because podcasts are free and if you're looking to go the monetization route you got to find a way to make money right right so what what services do, does, does your company offer well podcast coaching is one of them um the events the events we do the speaking engagements sponsorship which basically means if you sponsor the podcast i advertise the crap out of you I don't care what it is. It's open to anything. I mean, I can advertise a podcast. I advertise a tattoo parlor parlor shop, a chocolate shop. I'll even advertise the most nastiest product alive because it still gets revenue. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. That's definitely an interesting take. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And I actually haven't monetized my podcast. I'm not sure if I'm going to. Um I don't know that that's something that's something I got to think about, but uh, I, I definitely appreciate that take. Uh, so 
what what is uh, like your fun zone what you you talked about being in nature going swimming um playing video games what what else is on uh, sam's uh fun zone what what do you do to relax just chill well i love watching that pro wrestling man i love it since i was six and i haven't grown out of it since the reason being though is when you were a kid, probably, how much did you wrestle? Be honest with you. How much did you wrestle with your brothers or, you know, wrestle with an action figure? Just answer honestly. How did? How much time did you do it? Every day. <laughs> okay. There's a reason why I'm asking this. There's, I'll get into the reason why. So when you do it, though, it was probably because you were a boy and had a lot of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, m- mine was I was a boy and had a lot of energy, but I also lacked self-esteem. The one thing these heroes or villains had in common is they had confidence no matter who they were and for me playing that character was an escape and then also too at a young age boy instead of watching superman shooting lasers you're seeing people who are slamming each other down who what i thought at the time were real wrestling moves but as i got older i knew it was fake but i still think the moves are pretty cool looking well, I mean, fake or not, it takes a massive amount of strength and a massive amount of skill to pick a two, three hundred pound man up over your head. Like, oh, you yeah. know, I, I don't care yeah. if he jumps. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big dude and I'm a, I'm a fairly strong dude, but I, I I could not pick the rock up, and I sure as hell couldn't slam him down without without hurting him severely. So, I mean, there is a massive amount of skill that goes into what they do. Um, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Um, I, I did when I was a little kid, though. Um, <clears throat> but that's nothing against it. I, I just really don't have the time for it. But, I mean, no, that, that's really cool. Who, who's your favorite wrestler? Of all time, it's the one I had on my show a long time ago. And that's something I guess I get into. I believe in practicing for future skills where it can lead you something because of the wrestling, though. I loved, since I was five, it's led me to meet Mick Foley. And these are the ones I had on my show. Al Snow, RVD, Buff Bagwell, and Victoria. <laughs> that is insane. So uh, oh, wow. I, I pinched myself. And then I've also got to meet some wrestlers through an expo I went to. I met through the expo Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Gangrel, Christian. I didn't know I didn't meet Christian, sorry. Gangrel, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho. I call her Ruby Riot. That's how I know her. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, he goes by John Moxley now. Uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, let me think of who else here. Melina. Definitely got to meet Melina. She's pretty cool. Uh, Sabu. Kurt Angle, which is my second favorite, actually. Yeah, so I got Angle's to live awesome. that dream, too. And I'm trying to there's, there's another one. that's Devon Dudley. That's another one. Uh, let's see who else did I get to meet? Who else? Who else? Who else? I mean, I, so I'm thinking of someone. You, you've met some pretty head. amazing people. What was it like interviewing Mick Foley on your on your podcast? Oh uh, well, I got to meet him a while back ago before Autism Rocks Mills at a toy pit, and I thought that was it. But some wrestlers on another wrestling podcast kind of loved me so much that I guess they thought I had the charm where they actually led me to meet him. And now because of that, I got the interview for 30 minutes. We are now buddies. I've seen him twice after the interview at the expo and in a comedy attic and in a comedy club, my local comedy club. That's so cool. And he recognizes you now when like, he sees you out in public. It's like, oh, hey, Sam, what's up, dude? Well, it takes a minute, but we have to have the shirt on. But <laughs> if we have the shirt on, yeah, he does that that is awesome man so congratulations for that that is so cool uh, i'm i'm a little bit jealous i won't lie a little bit jealous <laughs> a little bit they they were they were all pretty cool people i mean it was definitely awesome meeting them i got to live the dream and i wouldn't change it for the world man that that that's amazing so sam uh first of all i just want to thank you you know for for you know, bringing this, this awareness, um, doing the work you do, it's so important. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I'm inspired just from talking to you, you know, the, the, I need to come out of, uh, me personally, again, 
uh, being vulnerable here. Like, I, you know, it's not okay that whenever I, I'm around somebody with autism that I kind of clam up, get scared of them. You know, they're, they're just normal people, right? They're just like you and I, they're just people living their lives and they should be treated as such. And, and uh, man, I, you've inspired me to get over that, 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 I don't know that, that scared mindset, I guess, to uh, embrace them and, and try to, to impact their life just like I would anyone else. So thank you for that, sir. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, not a problem <laughs> man. I guess it's what I'm here for. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, and so my, my last question is, um, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, as far as the veteran uh, th th theme, basically, you know, companies that hire veterans, if, if you know how to truly engage a veteran um, and, and get them to uh, fire on all cylinders, you're going to have one of your best employees you could ever have. I feel like uh, people on the spectrum are kind of the same way because they're going to be similar to veterans. They're going to be laser focused on it on a, in a specific direction, right? So oh, whatever yeah. their whatever their skill set is. So leaders of companies, when it comes to hiring autistic people, I feel like, um, or people on the spectrum in general, I feel like they they kind of just put them in a in a corner, basically not not literally a corner, but just. Here you do this task and let let the let the normies do the rest of the work, if you will. I don't mean that to be offensive, but um, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them to identify the skill set of the, their people that are on the spectrum and how to fully utilize uh, these people? Well, I mean, they can use those people as the employees because you're going to get some of the best employers out there since they're punctual. And as you said, they're laser focused. So I would be using that ability to the best of knowledge. They're more, they're better employees than some of the people I've seen at a job. Right. So, I mean, yeah, but when, it, how do you, cause I mean, just because you're autistic, you know, or just because you're on the spectrum. So we'll say Sam's on the spectrum and Steven's on the spectrum. Like my laser focus is going to be different than your laser focus. Right. So how do you, is there a good way to identify uh, what that focus is? Well, you got you got to be realistic and know the capability level of them, one. But two, you also need to see what they're good at. I mean, if they're pretty organizing, I would put them on the – I would be the first one to put them on stocking a shelf. Right. I, I get you. So just, just be observant and – I think more importantly, the message is don't write them off as just someone that's on the spectrum and all they can do is this simple task. Um, because like I said, they're, they probably have a pretty intense laser focus when you find their right niche. And if you orient them towards that niche, they are going to be superstars in that niche. So yeah, I know someone who loved animation, create a full-fledged, blown animation company, and it's pretty darn successful if you look at it. The, yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So, all right, uh, Sam, I, I appreciate, again, you coming on here and um, uh, really just helping spread this awareness, doing all the work you do. Again, I, it, it blesses my heart to have you here and to see your success, man, and it's encouraging for me um I, I hope it encourages everyone that hears this um but i want to hear uh i want to hear what uh your company or um, let me rephrase that i'm sorry uh, i want i want you to share uh, your company how people can get a hold of you how people can find your podcast um what what would you tell people that want to learn more about you maybe even have you come speak for them well you can find me on your favorite media platform so i'm pretty much everywhere podbean spotify Apple Podcast, and if you think I'm there, I'm probably there. And if you Google search me, something will pop up. My website's autismrocksmills.com. That has a contact page, and you can basically get anything from that website. What you need, absolutely. And of course, I'm going to have uh, all the the links to Sam uh, in the in the show notes. Um, so make sure you go down and uh, check that out. Go visit his. Uh, uh, website his podcast make sure you give him all the likes comments love that you can 
uh, because Sam Mitchell is a pretty righteous dude and deserves all the love. So, uh, Sam, you, you've heard my podcast, so you know that there is one golden rule, and that golden rule is the guest always gets the final word of wisdom on the show. So my question to you, sir, is what advice do you have for people to lead their life like a champion? Well, it's not really a word. It's kind of a phrase. I say the world could be nice to not be stupid. We get along so much better, wouldn't you think? <laughs> Be nice and don't be stupid. <laughs> That's what it is. I love it. I love it. I appreciate that. All right, Sam. He is Sam Mitchell. I am Stephen Morris. Everybody, thank you so much for joining the Renowned Leadership Podcast this week. Make sure you go check out all of Sam's stuff. Uh, again, all his links are in the show notes or in the description bio, whatever it is, whatever platform you're on. Uh, make sure you go give him love. And while you're at it, once you're done doing that, make sure you go give me love at renownedleadership.com. I appreciate it, everybody. I will see you next week. And don't forget, lead like a champion. Goodbye, everybody. I try to sleep, but you're deep in my mind. Got a hold of me. When I'm awake, I'm all blind. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Renowned Leadership Podcast. I hope you really, really, really enjoyed listening to Sam. He's a really awesome dude with an amazing heart um, and, a, and a passion for what he's doing. Um, you, you definitely can feel his purpose. And so uh, make sure you head over to Autism Rocks. Give him tons and tons and tons of love. Give this podcast to listen to. Um, his event's already over uh, this summer, but you'll have one next summer. So if you're around the, the Bloomington, Indiana area, uh, make sure you head on down there and uh, go give uh, him some love at, at his event. And make sure you tell him that uh, you heard it right here on uh, the Renowned Leadership Podcast. Just want to remind you real quick before we, uh, before we bounce, head over to renownedleadership.com. Click the uh, book a call with, uh, with a coach. Uh, button in the top right hand corner of the screen and you get to come talk to me uh, personally one-on-one -on -one, absolutely free and you get to check out the new renowned system and see all that it has to offer see what all uh, renowned has to offer you so go ahead and do that you don't need a credit card you don't need nothing just uh, book the calls pick a time and uh, i'll be there uh, with bells and we'll have a great time have a great conversation also, make sure you just keep an eye on the website. We are, we're, like I said in the beginning, we're going through massive changes right now. Um, we will be going through massive changes for the rest of the year. And um, just keep an eye on the website to keep updated. You can also uh, subscribe to the Renowned Newsletter and um, get your updates that way as well. Uh, go ahead and do that while you're at renownedleadership.com. I will see you all next week. And in the meantime, never forget, lead like a champion. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah.